What is going on, everyone? Welcome back. Season 3, Episode 1 of the Main Stand Podcast. Boys, it has been a hell of a summer, but we're back. Premier League this weekend. Footy is back. How are we feeling? What's the vibes? How's everybody's summer been? There's so much to catch up on. It's been good, man. I'm, I'm in a great mood. I it's like I think I like the start of the Premier League season more than I like Christmas personally. This is uh, it's like a little holiday for me. I'm just so glad it's back, man. I miss the zoo. I miss footy. I miss I miss the banter. It's gonna be it's gonna be another good year. You know, City just get to defend everything. It's true. We we were going to the zoo a couple times this summer, and it was a little crowded and whatever with the Women's World Cup games and stuff. And me and Pat were talking. There's nothing like going to the zoo on a Premier League morning. There's like five, oh, yeah. five to ten people in there, just devout Premier League guys from Portland, Maine. Uh, and that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, I mean, the zoo is going to be packed on opening weekend, of course. Everyone's going to watch their team for the first time. But it's just that feeling of, you know, on the eve of the first match day, everyone's wondering how their team's going to be uh, when the season actually kicks off. And we're, we're finally at that moment here. So excited. Yeah, I am too, man. It's gonna it's gonna be a good year. I I've got a really good feeling about it. Um, and we're excited to be that, back though. on with the with the main stand podcast. I mean, we started this three years ago today, or yeah, two two, years two and a half years ago. Two, two, and, two and a half, and half years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And there's been enough interest shown from all of you who listen that you know we're coming back for year three, which is pretty significant. I don't think many podcasts last as long as we have. Um, we're excited to share more content with you guys. We have a lot of good ideas, so we want to kind of show love to the fans here at the start of the episode, too, for, for sticking with us for this long. You guys rock. Yeah. So much love. Yes, yeah, so you guys want to tuck right in, get right into yeah. the 23-24 season? Um, so before we do, I guess, the, uh, the, usual, the usual stuff, the general chat, the predictions, the stuff we get to come back to at the end of the year and be like, wow, that was a stupid fucking take. Um, let's, let's, how are we feeling about the 23, 24 season kind of in general, you know, outside of just our teams are, are we, are we feeling like it's going to be a good season another runaway season for a title winner? How's the transfer window looked in terms of good transfers, bad transfers, what's the general vibe in the premier league right now going into week one, you guys. Feels a little top-heavy for me. I think there's eight really solid teams who are going to be vying for those top eight spots. Um, there's some really bad teams as well, and the middle's kind of up for grabs. I think you have less of the fringe teams. Like, I think Palace will take a step back, losing Wilfred Zaha. Brentford, obviously, are going to be missing Ivan Tony for a long time, which is going to really hurt them, I think. And they, they just lost David Rye to Arsenal, too. Um, so there's going to be teams that take a step back. It feels like there's eight really, really defined teams in the, in this Premier League. I think most everyone who watches uh, agrees with that, and I think that's kind of what we're going to be arguing or discussing today. I, I don't know if there's a ton of surprises like there would be last year. Yeah, for me, it feels like the surprises we're going to find are like the mid-table teams, like the newly relegated, the not the newly relegated, or who, or who gets relegated, I guess. I, I have a take. Uh and then, like, the mid-table teams, like, how good does a Burnley or a Sheffield United do? Does Luton stay up? I think that is where we'll find the excitement outside of the top eight. 
until we get to the last couple weeks of the season, obviously looking way far ahead. Uh, like Josh said, having eight to 10 teams really be in the title race from the jump at the start. There's a lot, a lot of big names, a lot of great signings that have moved in. A lot of dead weight has moved out. We have a big tr- question mark with Chelsea. How are they going to kind of turn around uh, after a, a really subpar season and a lot of question marks there we have a lot of pull from from saudi a lot of players leaving to go to saudi arabia so there's a lot of fresh faces a lot of opportunity and i think it's balanced out the the top of the table for sure and made kind of the bottom a little bit more clear than what we saw last year leading into yeah. to relegation uh relegation day i'd agree with that i, I would definitely uh, agree with agree with all that. Uh, before we get into the the preview, just just a a, a one word, a yes or a no. Are we going to get a good season, you guys? Yes or no? It's going to be a good season, or is it going to be a boring one? I think it'll be going to be a good one. Yeah, good season. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting. I, I'm feeling that way too. Um, you got to start the so season I mean, off with good let's... vibes. If you go go in with bad expectations, right? Exactly. Exactly. I, that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know. Somebody, there, like you know, there are seasons where you go in and you're like, "This is gonna suck." Like it's not gonna be super exciting. Like the the favorite seems pretty clear. But I think this year there's a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs, some topsy turvy stuff that could happen. But anyway, we can get right into it. Um, so I think everybody's got a favorite thing to talk about for this part of the year is top six. Um, let just we, we, let, let's just go in order. Say our top sixes and uh and, and discuss as we go. Uh, I won't go first because I'm introing us in. So we'll go we'll go from right to we'll go from right to left on my screen. So Josh, kick us off. What's your top six look like? Yeah, in in order, I have City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Newcastle, United, and Chelsea. Um, I know it's never been done before in England. Uh, I, I think Man City win their fourth title in a row. I I just don't see a clear cut favorite to stop them i think it's such an undertaking to to compete with man city especially in the latter half of the year we saw arsenal have such a big advantage last year and crumble um i and i do think liverpool take a step up Uh, i know i most seasons i would bet liverpool to win or whatever but um i do think liverpool take a step up especially with the positive news about lavia today um that helps obviously our, our defensive midfield issues arsenal uh, while I really like the business they did this summer with Urian Timber and Declan Rice, I still am not sold on the mentality as well as kind of their, their play up top too. I think Gabriel Jesus, I think he's already injured. So the consistency yep. there is a concern with Eddie and Ketia leading the line as it looks like Balogun is on his way out of the club. It's going to so, be Havertz. Yeah, that that too, which it's gonna be Havertz isn't, good, isn't good enough. Um, uh, I've, I've got to take. I, I I just have to say it, Josh. I disagree with you. I really. About, I, think Havertz Havertz? Gonna, I think Havertz is going to have a. Really I don't. Good I don't think Havertz is going to lead the line. I think it's going to be Eddie. From every Arsenal I, fan I've saw on Twitter, it's Eddie. I I think it'll be Havertz, man, and I think he's going to have a really good year. I I, I maybe they flip flop, but I, I I believe in Havertz, man. You don't have that much talent and just lose it. Sometimes a change of scenery is all you need. I think he's going to have a really good year for Arsenal, man. I really do. Delhi Alley would disagree with you, but I uh, will wait and see. And then the back half, just Newcastle United Chelsea is pretty straightforward. I think these are a little bit um, more flippant. Newcastle, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to having Champions League football in the schedule for the first time in ever. Um, 
and Chelsea, I think six is a fair spot for them considering how bad they were last year. I think they make an improvement, but not near the top four. What was your top four again? City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Newcastle. Newcastle in fourth place? Is that a hot take being bad or good? I don't. We'll get there. I don't I don't see fourth. I don't see fourth, but... Uh, they improved that. I like I like Sandro Tonali in the midfield. He adds a lot of really good minutes in that team, uh, as well as Harvey <laughs> Barnes, who scored 13 goals for Leicester last year. Immediate He's impact good. on offense. I agree. Tonali has the Serie A tax. We've seen a lot of Italian guys come to the Prem and be god-awful. Jorginho, uh, prime example. Do I have one in a while? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that... I, I'm not sold on him, right? I, I think he's good. He's in. I, I, I'm going to be paying attention to him, but I, I don't see Newcastle in fourth place, man. They feel a lot like a uh, like a really good version of Wolverhampton. In a way. Oh, geez, some Jordies are going to be after wow. you. <laughs> Wolves. I don't care. Wolves were of like a really good team for a while, but they kind of outperformed a lot of their like their xg and like how you'd expect their games to go a lot of the league last year wasn't very good um i see top six for sure i think newcastle absolutely get into the top six and they stay in europe but fourth place man they're they're not better than chelsea and they're not better than united they're not better than those two teams that united strengthened tenfold and i think under ten hag they're going to be a lot better next year so i don't i don't see newcastle breaking into the top four personally yeah fair enough I think we'll keep the the preview short. I think, again, I said those three teams kind of be a little bit more interchangeable than the other ones, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think Pochettino is a pretty big job ahead of him at Chelsea, and I think his hopefully is a little bit more transformational than managers at Chelsea have been in the past few years. So I think it's a longer project. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh all right, Mitch, your top six. So I'll I'll start with uh I'll start from the bottom and go reverse. Uh in six I have Newcastle. Uh, I do like the signing of Tenali. I do think they are a top six side. I do think they take a step back because I think the other teams around them have gotten better. Um and it's just gonna create a little bit more chaos. Uh fifth, I have Tottenham. Fourth, that's I have a that's a take. Uh and the reason, I guess I'll leave my omission of Chelsea, and I have Chelsea finishing seventh. I think the lack of dead weight in the club, they don't get into the top six. And I think Tottenham just have a little bit more stability, and Harry Kane is Harry Kane. I think they're going to score goals. I think they're going to, to they, now they have Kulisevsky permanently. Like, there's a lot of stuff that have, have gotten step, set in stone for, for Tottenham. I think uh, Youngman's son needs to have a better year. There's there's a lot of things moving in Tottenham's direction, and, and they're going to get points off a of city. Um, so we, mm-hmm. we know. It's six know guaranteed that, points. Exactly. Um, in fourth, I have United. Uh, the the De Gea era is kind of gone now so with with the addition of Onana. Um, you have the addition of of Hodgland and and Mason Mount, who has been in a struggling Chelsea side, looking to make a name for himself, um, leaving the boyhood club. I think there's a lot of question marks there, but I think United they they they're United. They fucking linger around the three four mark every year. Um, and third, I have Arsenal. In second, I have City and I have Liverpool winning the league this year, um, which is that. crazy. Jo- 
Josh and I flip-flop all the time, but I have a really good feeling about this Liverpool side. It feels like a big breath of fresh air. Last year felt like um, like the era was over. It was almost like a depressive episode for a season where we lose Mane, we have a ton of injuries, we're coming off of the highs of the last couple of years. Now we've, we've lost our captain. We've had a lot of changes. It's a big changing of the guard with Virgil as our captain and Trent as our vice captain. I just think there's a lot of things moving in Liverpool's direction to give them that hungry edge um, back that I think they were lacking a lot of last year. I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. I'm not sold on Liverpool's depth, like, overall. I think yeah. you're, like, you're paper thin in a couple areas. Um, but, I mean... I guess we'll get right into that. Uh, unless you had, had any other anything else you want no. to talk about before my top six. So. Just I, I just really like the the midfield signings we've made so far. I I think the the way we're trending is is a really exciting thing, and I think the players are are hungry too. You can feel the difference in 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 the locker room already. And um, no, I just think I think Liverpool are dogs. Well, plus, we had a shitty preseason, which is the key to a great season. We know from yes. years past. I wouldn't so, even say it was shitty. It was just like it was a little lackluster. I think there's a lot of kinks still getting ironed out, but yeah. Um, Rolls, Rolls much... Royce and attack Chevy Lumina at the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Four right. focus even. That's close enough. Okay. Uh, I'll go top to bottom. The city, the city are winning the league. Uh, they're doing four in a row. We've seen the city team do things that teams haven't done in the past. Add another one to the cabinet. They're, they're winning four in a row. Uh, the whole league play catch up to them. And I think when it comes down to the business end of the season, your February to May, your March to May, there's no better team than City there. Uh, they'll do what they have to do. Uh, they're they're winning the league. I I don't think the departures are enough of an issue. And I think that the minute the Miranda comes back to full fitness, um, it's wraps. Uh, and, and we lost the Community Shield, so we're abs- we're winning the league for sure now. <laughs> Um, second place, I have Arsenal. I still think City and Arsenal are the two best teams in the league. I think the addition of Timber, Rice, and Havertz really addressed some key areas that they had. Raya coming in to either replace Ramsdale, who's not the most consistent with his feet and just as good of a shot stopper, or to just give Ramsdale some competition, um, I think is huge. I think a back four of Timber, Saliba, Gabrielle, and Ben White is one of the best back fours in England right now. Um... And yeah, I, I just think I think Arsenal are really good. And third, I have United. Um, I, I also caveat, I think the top three will be like maybe within eight to nine points of each other. I think yeah. United are a really, really good side too. And I think the addition of Hoyland, who's really good in transition, he's just a really good finisher in the areas you need a forward to be a good finisher in, uh, as well as his ability to be a little bit more decent on the ball. He can drop deep, he can come out wide, he can support his wingers. Um, I think he's a really good signing for them. Uh, if Casemiro can play 28 games for United and not get six red cards, um, they'll be in a much better spot. I'm not convinced by Mount at all. I think Mount's not great, but I do think a change of scenery and a new system could help him. And I think what he's good at, United need a midfielder to do that. Um, and and yeah, I, I just think United are good at and you know no no more De Gea, so no more free goals against him. Uh, and fourth, I have Liverpool. I'm not sold on your depth. I think you're an injury away in any key area of the pitch to being in the same predicament you were in last year. Um, you're uh, a Lavia injury away from, like, starting 
Curtis Jones. At DM, he got a Premier League winning DM if he has to play for more than 15 to 20 games in a row. Um, fifth, I have Chelsea. I believe, I, I think Posh is a good enough manager to get them into fifth place, but I, I don't think that they'll really challenge, uh, but I do think they'll get top six, and then at six, I have Newcastle. Um, kind of for all the points Mitchell mentioned, I, Mitchell's feelings about Newcastle are my feelings about Newcastle, essentially. And I'm not going to beat a dead horse with that one. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting race. You also, you're going to have Brighton and, and Villa pushing for those top six spots as well. I think those are the ones you could maybe, if there was like a surprise team in the top six, it's going to be either Villa or Brighton. Um, Agreed. They've both done. Brighton did some really good business this summer, getting uh, Dahoud from Dortmund and Milner on a free, as well as Jao Pedro from uh, Watford, I believe he was last at. So they're going to be fun to watch. Mm. Villa and then Musa Musa Diaby too. So yeah, he's gonna, he's going to be a good little player for them. I think. Yeah, I think they'll be solid. Yeah. Um, Want to get into moving the relegation on. talk? Uh, yeah, let's let's talk bottom three. Uh, I'll start this time because I have a hot take. Go for it. Uh, I'll go. I'll go eighteen to twenty. So in eighteenth, I have Sheffield. Uh, they lost their best player, their their striker. They just sold to Marseille. He scored a bunch of goals in the championship. His name is escaping me. Um, he he was really good for them last season, though. I just don't think they've done enough business either. Uh, so they're going back down. Uh, 19th place. Here is my hot take. West Ham are getting relegated. That's yeah. pretty spicy. They have not made a signing at all today. Not one player has come in, and the rumors I've seen don't particularly move me mm-hmm. to make them non-relegation candidates. Last year, they were teetering on the relegation zone for quite some time um add in the fact that they have europe again next year and they still haven't made a signing their squad does not look any better and now clubs know they have money so they're going to be paying a premium for anybody that they bring in to replace rice or to strengthen the squad they're probably going to make a like a late late move for like a harry Maguire or uh, Scott McTominay or a player of that caliber just to like fill the hole to fill a need and I don't think it's going to be good enough and I think they're going to go down and then in 20th place I have Luton don't think they're that good yep 25 points max for Luton I'm sorry guys I had uh <laughs> I had Luton at at 20 and then I don't have these in necessarily any order but I, my other two are Everton and Wolves two current Premier League teams I don't think Everton have really done enough business either. I mean, they got Arnott Donjuma, uh, which was not alone. Yeah, a player that mm-hmm. rejected him last year. And Ashley Young on a free from Villa. Uh, Everton, I think, has lost more talent than they've gained in the past couple years. And there's just not many positive signs from that entire team. I think Damari Gray might be on his way out too. So I just don't know where, where the offense comes from here. Um, Full season of DCL. They're getting a full season of DCL, though. Yeah, but I don't know where that service comes from for him, to be honest. I mean, he's not going to be playing next to Anthony Gordon, even. Uh, True. Yet Richarlson, which is when he was really playing well. Um, and then Wolves. Uh, again, another team that's hardly done any business. Lopetegui might actually leave the position because of the lack of mm-hmm. transfer money he has. So I think Wolves are another team that's like really teetering. I mean, they've lost Raul Jimenez, Ruben Neves, Jao Matinho. 
some like their most senior players. Adama Traore. Uh Nathan Collins, I believe, might have left. So they're like Connor most Cody's gone. Connor Cody. The the list is very, very long. Um and they were another team again teetering last year. There they go over the line. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. I yeah. can absolutely see Wolves going down next year. Kind of so kind of leading right into mine, I have Luton in, in 20th as well, Sheffield in 19th, and Wolves was my 18th team. Um, I just think they, they've done a lot of uh, losing and not a lot of bringing in to, to revitalize. They've really blown up the club, um, poached, absolutely poached Ruben Neves by Saudi Arabia, and then you lose the, the veteran presence of Joao Moutinho and, and – obviously baby oil Traore. it's it's going to be tough for the wolves yeah. this year yeah 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 it's not going to be good for them another shout bournemouth is another team that i could definitely see getting relegated this year mm. they were they were so yeah just not enough business that... for sure let's get into the the individual stuff now guys yeah, we it... talked about teams for a little bit um we're gonna give some some previews on on flop of the season um maybe some players that we think are going to do well and surprise people. Um, so let's start off with that and I'll uh, let Mitch start us off here. Uh, so uh, I'll start with my flop. I have, I have two flop candidates and uh, I have a feeling Pat is going to agree with me on one of them and hate me for the other one. Uh, Mason Mount and uh, Kai Havertz. I, uh, I don't know if Mikel Arteta has what it takes to keep Havertz on side if he's going to be playing up front. <laughs> this man loves playing from behind the last line, and it uh, it doesn't. I I don't know if the link up's going to happen quick enough for um, for Rice through the midfield and and Odegaard to to get him the ball up front to really make his uh, his time at Arsenal worthwhile. Um, and then Mason Mount, I think there's just a microscope on him. And I think English tax, you're leaving your boyhood club um, where he quite frankly struggled, but still got the praise. I've never been high on the Mason Mount wagon. I just don't see, um, I don't see him fitting into that midfield uh, very well. Yeah. I, I think yeah. Matt. Mounts my was my flop to watch too. I think he could prove us wrong. That being said, I really do think that yeah. he could prove us wrong. He had that spell at Chelsea where he was exceptional when he was put in a position to succeed. Um, and if Ten Hag can get get the best out of him, I, I I do think he's not a bad player. I just don't think that his skill set's ever been really used properly since uh, you know he his dad moved away from Chelsea and Frank Lampard. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced by him. I, I've kind of got my eye on him. He's he's on fraud watch for me. So yeah, Mount's my player too. And I disagree with you on Havertz. And I know. I know well, you do. I think he's going to do good. We'll see. I uh, I have an interesting one. I'm going to be careful saying flop of the season because he's a young player, and I, I try to be a little bit mindful of that, calling them flops. But I think Hoyland for me is someone to kind of keep an eye on because. One, he's extremely young. I feel like United fans have already put a, a tag on him as someone who's going to come in and make an, a big impact, which I don't know if it's going to happen, um, or at least kind of turn around their woes. They had Ronaldo at striker two years ago and still had woes, so I don't know what you're expecting this 19-year-old kid to come in and do. Uh, Premier League's a lot different than the Serie A, too. That's going to be a huge adjustment for a young striker, and 
you know, this back injury he has, if you just type it in online, you'll see that there's a lot of people behind the doors at Man United that said it's a lot more serious than what they initially expected. Um, so who knows how many games he's even going to get this season. And by the time he is kind of in the team or whatever, he's still going to have that adjustment period. So maybe not flop of the season, but I think one that's going to underwhelm at least uh, United fans mm, who have said. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I think I, 11, 12 goals for him would be a really good campaign, all things sure. considered. Yeah. Not and to I be, mean, you know, he's get he seven goals last year, you know? Yeah, and using using Pat's words, uh, you got to pay the Italy tax. I don't I don't know how um, prolific he's going to come into the Premier League and just hit the ground running. Um, I I had him under my ones to watch just because I think I think he has the ability to be a good player when healthy, and I I I think he had a great year last year in Syria, but I just don't know how well that translates to the Premier League at such a young age. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, and, and yeah, I had, I had Mount, so I don't need to talk anymore about Mount, but, uh, <laughs> we, we can talk about good, let's, we'll talk good players and then we'll get into the, uh, way too early awards, uh, to, to start the year. So, uh, yeah, so we, I've talked about a bunch of players that I'm interested <laughs> in keeping my eye on this season. Um, and I've made it a point to not pick city players because I could sit here and talk about how good I think city players are all day. So instead, I did the next logical thing and picked an ex city player to tell everyone to keep an eye on. on Ode to the Burn, Ode to the Burnley shirt. Uh, I think watch James Trafford in goal for Burnley next year. He is already the third most expensive English goalkeeper of all time. Saved a penalty to win England the U21 Euros this summer. Unbelievably good with his feet. Touted as you know the next best thing in the City Academy. He was unbelievable for us at the U21 level. He's been really good for Burnley last year on loan. Um, I think James Trafford is great. I think he's going to have a really, really good season for Burnley, and I think he's going to be key to that possession-based, forward-thinking system that company has Burnley playing, playing out of the back. I think he is the archetypical modern-day goalkeeper, and I think he's going to have a really good season for Burnley next year. Um, And I've also got Dan Juma. I will be watching that space. I think if anybody can make an impact – it's a guy who scored 15 goals in the league last year just to keep Everton afloat. I, I think if anyone can do it, it's him. If anyone's going to get DCL back in the goals, it's going to be him. Yeah. So let, let's see if he can keep him up and I'm going to be watching him. I actually have a city player, Pat. I have Phil Foden as my guy to watch. Despite Phil Foden, I know this was a, a little segment last year of you saying he actually did have a really good season. I still find it funny that he's like still not getting picked for like the starting 11 and stuff. I think there's an opportunity for Foden to make his way like back as like one of the kind of foundational pieces of this Man City attack, um, especially with Mares leaving. Uh, there's obviously a hole in the midfield with Gundogan leaving, so I think there's more minutes um, up front. I, I just see Foden as a guy who's going to improve a lot um, on his goals and assists, his end production for Man City this year. So I'm excited to see kind of him come back because I think Foden's just a exceptional talent. Um, so he's one, and then my other one is a midfielder for Liverpool, um, the scouser Curtis Jones. I think uh, people forgot last year, you know, he ended that stretch of, of games in the run-in. I think he started eight, ten games in a row, had had a bunch of goals, um, won, helped win England the, the U21 Euro in the summer, um, and I think he's going to come into this team 
really sharp this year. I think he's going to have a lot of minutes at the beginning of the season. Um, and we'll see if he can make himself a mainstay in the, the starting 11, but he's definitely one to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for, for myself, I have, I have a couple, I do have uh, a midfielder for Villa. I, I do like Telemans going over to Villa to shore up their midfield a lot. Um, I like uh, I like Sabasly. I did take one Liverpool player here. Um, I just think the Bundesliga attacks that Pat likes to 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 talk about. He Sabasly has looked so so good in the preseason um, in the midfield, looking fearless. Um, I guess to say it best, um, looking like he's fitting in right at home, and I think he's going to have a great year. Uh, personally, uh, and then uh, on a on a not so loved side, Luton bringing it to Heath Chong from Birmingham, <laughs> I think is a I think is a great move uh, for for the cost under five million for a for a championship player had thirteen goal contributions last year. Um, I think I think he's a, a fun player to watch, and uh, he's exciting and young, and has a lot of hair. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna stay up. It's gonna be him. All right, last one, and then we'll do the quick the quick ending, and then we'll get the hell out. of here uh gun to your head who's winning player of the year next year josh go rapid fire round holland mitchell go Mohamed salah gun to my head kevin de bruyne all right that was our, our main stand 2023 2024 season that was our season uh, preview, just folks. Just <laughs> like, share, subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you at the zoo weekly. this weekend. <laughs> and, and overall, for the season, what the wow. fuck? I froze. That, hey, zoo this weekend. Like, share, subscribe to the podcast. We'll we'll see you next week. An in person episode with no. Am I, am I here?